0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We continue through the book of Titus, actually a little letter of Titus that Paul wrote to his son in the faith. Titus. And we're in the second chapter, and so far we've seen this that Paul's telling Titus, you know, but as for you, speak the things that are fitting for sound doctrine. In other words, teach the things that are correct, the things that are good, particularly in relationship to how the body of Christ is to be functioning together. Okay, that's what's going on here, uh, really in 1st, 2nd Timothy, and Titus. And then he tells them in a very succinct manner here's how older men are to be. So teach these kind of things. Tell the older men they're to be temperate dignified, sensible, sound in faith, sound in love, and sound in perseverance. <clears throat> and teach the older women, this is verse 3 of Titus 2, teach the older women that in like manner, in the same way that the men are, that they're to be reverent in their behavior. That they're not to be mal- malicious gossips, not enslaved to much wine. And so he sort of deals with the negative elements right there, right? <clears throat> but then he says, to teach what is good. Well, if you're teaching what is good... Uh, you're teaching, but who's the student? Verse four tells us so that we may, so that they may encourage young women. Well, there you go. Now we've seen older men, we've seen older women, now we're seeing young women today. And the older women are to teach what is good, and they are to teach and encourage. You know, sometimes we, we sort of miss that part right there. The teaching carries the idea of uh, training somebody, okay? Encouraging carries the idea. Of, um, I love this, to recall one to his senses. <laughs> and recall one to his senses. In other words, <clears throat> somebody's doing something, they're going sort of a, the wrong way with this. and not, They've sort of lost their sense in relationship to something. And so we are to encourage them. And th- there's a point of correction involved with that, right? <clears throat> to come back to your sense, to admonish literally is what it means. Uh, another tra- uh, definition means... To make of the sound mind, to correct the discipline. So, they're to encourage and to help mold and direct young women to do some things. And then the balance of chapter four and chapter five tell us what the young women are to do. So, again, we have the older men, the older women. Now, the older women are to teach what is good and set the example and to encourage the younger women to, and here's the middle of verse four, to love their husbands, to love their children. <coughs> Now, that's that's a major thing right there. And people think, well, you know, everybody does that. That's nothing you have to be taught. He is saying that you have to be taught and encouraged, admonished, corrected even, to do this, that the older women are the ones who admonish, correct, encourage, exhort the young women to love their husbands and to love their children. Now, think upon that for a moment. Are you thinking? <laughs> Why would there have to be encouragement to do something, to do such? Well, obviously, it's because there's going to be temptations to not do it. There's going to be temptations to not love the husbands. There's going to be temptation to not love the children. There's going to be temptations to second-guess one's life, okay, and what's, where they are and their state of affairs, okay? So these older women are to encourage the younger women to love their husbands. Now, when you go over the book of Ephesians, You see something really interesting there. Uh, The husbands are told to love their wives, to love them even as they love their own bodies, (laughs) which is another sort of funny thing maybe we'll get into sometime, Uh, to love their wives even as Christ loved the church, right? But then the wives are told to honor and respect and submit themselves to their husbands. Nowhere in Ephesians through there do you see that the woman is told to love their husbands, okay? Okay. But here in Titus, we see that it says to love their husbands. It wasn't a commandment like that, but now it is. There's going to be a temptation not to do that, okay? So that's what the uh, younger women need to be encouraged in, to love their husbands, to love their children, but it doesn't stop there. Verse verse 5, to be sensible. And that little word, to be, right there, It's not in the uh, copies of the original language that we have of this. And so it's put in there where we can understand from the English perspective. So everything that is listed in this fifth verse has that to be in front of it. In other words, to be this, to be this, to be this. So to be sensible, to be pure, to be workers at home, to be kind, to be subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Well, now you can imagine, you've heard it this and there, some of these things right here, and quote-unquote modern society, people go ballistic over it, okay? So let's just deal with them real quick. Uh, the sensible things, the same thing that we've seen before with the, uh, the men, the older men. It just means to be prudent, to be of sound mind, okay? To be pure. Nothing wrong with being pure. In other words, to be holy, to be sacred. And it really means to be uh, free from defilement. Workers at home, oh my, that right there sends people over the edge, does it not? There's two things right here. It does not mean that a wife cannot or a young woman cannot work outside the home. It doesn't mean that at all. You see in Proverbs 31, the, the great example of the woman uh, who is the like the perfect woman, right? And she has business and does all this kind of stuff, but her primary motivation is the worker at home taking care of the family quite often particularly with young uh, women they want to do everything they want to have the children they want to have this and folks I could give you example after example of this to where people they have their careers I'll give you a quick one had a couple of came in years ago decades ago when we were talking and one we lived between two major cities at that time and the husband worked in one city and she uh, worked in another city And they just worked themselves to death. They are in their late 20s to pay for this big house they bought out west there. I think they had two kids. They dropped the kids off at our preschool at church. That's another whole issue we'll talk about sometime. And and those kids were there 10 to 12 hours a day. They picked the kids up, take them home, give them a bath, something to eat, throw them in bed. And they're spending their entire lives doing this. And I remember I looked at it. I said, you know, I know the kind of job you've got. You could probably do better because you have to dress a certain kind of way. You have to have a certain kind of car. I said, if you stayed home with the kids, you wouldn't have the overhead of paying somebody else to raise your kids and of the clothing and the automobile and all this kind of stuff, and you'd probably come out ahead financially, you know. And then she said this, well, yeah, maybe so, but I don't want to do that. (laughs) And I went, well, then we're talking about a different issue, aren't we? You know, we're talking about a different issue. There are seasons in life, and boy, those children are only young for a certain time. And you think it's a long period of time, but trust me, it's a very brief period of time. And so younger women need to be encouraged to be workers at home. Your primary motivation is to, that home. The husband is the head of the house, but the woman's the head of the home, okay? They are to be encouraged to be kind, okay? In other words, just to be good is what that word means. And then being subject to their own husbands. Again, this is where the world goes crazy. This is not a caveman mentality. And anybody who tells you that as a Christian and acts that way is wrong. That they're submissive to their own husbands, not other people's husbands, not other men, but their own people's husbands. What it is is a picture of what we see over in Ephesians chapter 6, what we see here, of God's governmental structure within the home. Okay, within the home. And you see it throughout the words, elements where he starts bringing this out. That's the reason that the last part of the verse says, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. That the word of God will not be dishonored. And it's related really to all of this, to be sensible, to be pure, to be kind, uh, being subject to their husband, to love their husbands and love their children. You see the emphasis is on the home right there. So if a young woman has a husband and has children, her main focus needs to be here. That doesn't mean that she can't work outside the home again or do this, do that. But if it draws away from the primary thing that she needs to be doing and what she has called to do for this short period of time, and you say, well, I'm not really called. I just have children. I'm not called to it. But if you have children, you're called, folks. Okay? If you have children, you're called. And trust me, the next 15 years are going to fly by. After that, you can do all sorts of things in a different time and a different stage of life, okay? Well, anyway, my time is up. We'll continue talking about all this stuff in the next episode, okay? <laughs> Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then.